Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for The Zone to be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator, Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. All right. Back from Texas, I assume, and ready for action tonight. No rest for the weary, Bubba. Welcome. How we doing, fellas? Buddy, we're good. We're good. I think everybody was excited about the first weekend, encouraged by most of it. I mean, TCU obviously didn't go particularly well, but TCU's pretty darn good too, so not the end of the world. I think they're picked to win the Big 12, somebody said. So um, what do you think of the weekend? Yeah, they're a good team. I'm a little disappointed. I don't get caught up in polls right now, but – you know, where we drop a point in the polls after beating Texas and Oklahoma State. Um, of course, Texas is kind of a tired team. The Longhorns, they're not very good. Their offense is horrible. Uh, they got some good arms. Uh, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State, they're going to be good at the end of the year. We'll see them again. Uh, TCU is really good, fellas. Veteran team. Um, they're built to uh, They're built to steal bases. Um, they're they're good. They're the real deal. And I tell you what, they manipulated the uh, they manipulated that pitch clock. I don't know if you guys have delved into that yet. No, I didn't uh, touch on it at all. The, just kidding. We just had a big fight about it. Go on. Oh, you did. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to see where you guys fall on it. Uh, before I give you my take, um, I bet you, I, I, Wes Wes probably hates it. Wes does hate it. Does. I thought it was ridiculous. And let me guess, Justin loves it. I don't love it, but my thing is, I don't think it's going to be as poorly executed as it was. Everybody's making a big deal like, oh, my God, this is the end of the world. And I don't I don't think it's necessary because I don't have an issue with the pace of college baseball, Bubba. But I do think in a month we won't be talking about it because everybody will be used to it. My biggest complaint about baseball is guys stepping out of the box a lot. So if this limits that, great. Wes is complaining because they don't get to take a timeout. And I understand that. But, I mean – I want to keep the thing moving, and my biggest my biggest pet peeve is a guy stepping out after every pitch, adjusting his gloves and everything else, and, and slowing the game down. Well, in the timeout thing, I guess you're referring to the Tennessee player? Yeah. Hey, that was unbelievable. Look, when a guy requests timeout, give him timeout. I mean, who knows? He might have had something in his eye. Oh, boy. I mean, I, I, he, something. There's, or maybe he just needed to clear his thoughts, or maybe, I don't know, maybe he needed to get a sign from a coach, but – if a guy requests timeout, give him timeout. Now, if he does it three times in a bat, no. But that was that was horrible right there. That umpire needs to be. I, well, I don't know. We're I just, but but, but I get to me if you're going to give it to him for any particular reason, I guess it's it's a, then it becomes a judgment call, and it's who do you give it to, and then it's like, well, if a guy did it twice last time up, I'm not going to give him any this time. I don't know. I'm trying to make it easier on them, and if it's a flat rule and it's a standard, then that's fine. But let me ask you this: We just fought about this. I got to be honest, I didn't play baseball as long as you did, but I played a lot of baseball over the years. I never one time had a, something fly in my eye during a bat and a bat. How many times did that happen to you? Okay. I don't wear contact, so I didn't have to worry about that. I'll tell you what did happen a lot, though. So if you're batting, and let's say the wind's blowing out of the north and it's blowing right into your eyes, and you step up to the plate, a lot of times that wind will cause your eyes to get a little bit watery. If your eyes are a little bit watery, this is mainly early in the year when it's cold. You got to step out for a second because you can't see a pitch with watery eyes. Now, 
you know, did it happen very often? No, but it did happen somewhere. I would step out and I have to wait a second and clear my eyes and then get back up to the plate. You know, now if you want to go safety issue, if I'm standing up there with watery eyes and I can't see a 95 mile an hour fastball, I mean, it's kind of a safety issue. You know, of course, I don't know. I mean, did it happen very often? No, but it can happen. If guys with contact, I played with guys with contact that always had contact issues, especially early in the year when the wind's blowing. It's cold. Mm-hmm. Now, it wasn't, probably wasn't cold this weekend. Out at, we're Tennessee, uh, the Tennessee's out in Arizona. It, it wasn't cold out there. But, you know, there could have been a reason for it. So why not just give them time out? Now, if you're a guy that's like to prance around the plate and, and adjust everything, like I'll say a Carson Chatty. I love Carson Chatty to death. When I think of Carson Chatty, I think of Razorback baseball. Carson Chatty had to adjust every piece of uniform and body part before he stepped up to the plate between every pitch. That's a little ridiculous. Get up to the plate and get ready to hit. But, man, when a guy needs timeout, he needs timeout. Give it to him. I don't know. Maybe he had something going on. Okay. I, I don't like it. And I'll tell you what, the, the, the pitch clock thing, so I just got off the phone with Mike Buddy, who's a, a, a guy that I played ball with. They didn't make that. That rule came from the NCAA Rules Commission. It didn't come from Mike Buddy and that side of it. Um, and they didn't have to approve it. I mean, it was something that, that someone else did. So we were blaming him all weekend about it. Um, but, yeah, they didn't, they didn't come up with that. NCAA Rules Committee, and I don't even know who's on the NCAA, but – if the NCAA implemented it, it's probably stupid. And uh, I'm sure y'all heard Dave Van Horn's post-game press conference. I'm sure he's calmed down a little bit. But TCU took advantage of that. Now, I get it. Both teams have to play with the clock. Mm-hmm. They're well suited for that. When they were timing that clock up, and when it got down 3-2-1, they're going. They're stealing. And no one's ever run on us like TCU did that day. Yeah. That was brought up by a caller earlier. So I guess, again, don't you think there'll be an adjustment, though, where pitchers don't let it get down to the last second or two of the clock where they can be read? Well, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard, guys. You know, we've got coverages. We've got shifts. We've got all kinds of stuff. So, And it changes according to the pitch count. You know, when a guy gets two strikes on him, we'll shift a little bit. When a guy gets a, a 3-1 count, we're going to shift. There's a lot of stuff that goes on between pitches. I just think, and I get it, everyone wants to speed the game up. Um you know, you look at the TV ratings, you look at all that. Now, things that I like, hey, the pitching coach, the way the pitching coach walks out to the mound, is they're freaking human rain delay. <laughs> get, his, get his butt out there to the mound. I like that. I yeah. like the shorter time between innings. Two and a half minutes between innings, boom. Innings are quick now. There's a lot of ways to speed up the game without messing up the game. Yeah. And you just wait when when Major League Baseball, if they go by these same rules, which they're supposed to, wait till Mike Trout gets called uh-huh. out uh, with the bases loaded, full count, and they call strike three on him. Um, I don't know, man. It's just uh, I don't know that people that are put these rules in place have been in the batter's box or been on the mound or really put a lot of thought into it. But, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're smarter than me. I don't know. What, what are the specifics of the rule on timeouts then? Can you do it or not? Can you allow it? You can grant a timeout, right? I thought you could. Yeah. I thought you could. It's one of those things that's up to the home plate umpire, but unless there's a new rule, I actually called Oliver Grigg this morning, and I said, Oliver, send me all the new rules because I don't know of a rule that states the umpire can't give you 
can't grant you timeout. Now, I know that he doesn't have to. I didn't get thrown out of a lot of games, but there was an umpire, C.B. Buckner. C.B. Buckner is still in the big leagues right now. C.B. hated me. For whatever reason, he hated me. He didn't give me timeout once when I asked for timeout. It's timeout, and I went to step out. He didn't give it to me. I said, timeout, please. Didn't give it to me. Guy throws a pitch. He calls it a strike. It wasn't a strike either. He was going to call it a strike regardless. So we had a few convers- we had a few words, and I ended up going to the clubhouse early. Um, it's just an umpire being being a jerk. Really, is what it is. Now today, I don't know, but I'll, I'll have that answer for you next okay. week. But I don't think they've changed the rule. I think they it's it's. It's up to the umpire whether or not he wants to grant timeout. Okay. And, hey, there were the guys that stepped out this weekend that did get timeout. Hmm. Okay, well, they must be able to do it then. Well, yeah, we'll see how they adjust with it the rest of the week. They've got Grambling and then, obviously, Eastern Illinois this weekend. So, talking to Bubba Carpenter, brought to you by Johnston's Home Center. Can we talk about the actual games now? I like talking about the rules, and it's it's unfortunate that that's the, the headline here. And that's We didn't argue about the games. We argued about the rules in the first segment, too. So, uh, Jared Wagner, obviously, was phenomenal this weekend. Named the player of the week in the SEC. I heard Brady Slavens on the morning show today saying he wasn't surprised, basically. This kid's got a reputation as a great hitter, and he proved it this weekend. Uh, anybody else that stood out to you? And, and if you want to comment on Wagner, feel free. But any offensively, another guy that impressed you this weekend? Yeah, no, Wagner Wagner was as good as I had hoped he would be. He was really good. Um, you know, we texted back and forth uh, on the drive back from, from Arlington, and I, I got a couple of questions to him about just his approach at the plate. I was more impressed with his triple to right center than his two home runs, probably. I take that back. The home run to left center at Globe Life Field, that mm. ball was absolutely crushed. That's a long way out there. It's 410. And I saw a lot of balls hit hard that didn't go near that far. They were out. Um, so the guy's the real deal. Um, just the way he's able to hit the off field, uh, an advanced approach to the plate. Another guy that really impressed me is Tavion. Uh, Josenberger, top of the lineup. You know how long it's been since we've had a true leadoff guy? Tavion had one at bat, a nine-pitch at bat, ended up getting a line drive to right for a base hit. Uh, just had some really good at bats, ran the base as well, played good center field. I think he's going to be a huge addition to this lineup. So, you know, those are the guys that kind of stood out to me. Um, you know, Hagen Smith on the mound. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Guys, he was – I don't know if y'all watch Flow Sports. Friday night, Hagen was spectacular. I mean, he was he was he was really good uh, Saturday against the Longhorns. Um, you know, those are probably the guys that really stood out. And there were there were other guys that that, that did some good things. Uh, Stovall, some really good plays at second base. Um, you know, so there's a lot to be excited about. Talk to me about third base. Well, look, baseball is a mental game, Wes. You know this. Caleb Cowley goes up there. First off, Longhorns pitched him really well. They stayed away from him. Obviously, they know that he likes the ball inside. They stayed away from him. He had a few at-bats that weren't good at-bats. Then I think it got in his head. And anytime you're looking at the scoreboard, you're hitting zero, and you've struck out you know, four times in a game, you start to press a little bit. And I think that's what happened with Caleb Cowley. Um, he's the guy that's still going to be a big part of this lineup, I think, going forward. Um, but Jason Jones, I tell you what, you know, I said after Jason hit the home run in the TCU game, I said to Brett Dolan, I said, I, I said, I don't know. I said, uh, Caleb Kelly might've got Wally Pipps right there. <laughs> if you don't, if people don't know what Wally Pipps is, you can, you can, you can Google it or ask Siri. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I kind of called that, uh, 
you know, and it was good to see Jason Jones in the lineup, but he had some really good at bats that on uh, against against Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. What impressed me was one of the at bats where he had a, he had a couple strikes on him, laid off a two two and a three two slider. The two two slider is easy to lay off of. The three two, you're thinking fastball, and it was a slider just off the plate. He took it, which says he's really seeing the ball well. Um, good at bats. That ball he hit against TCU, he crushed. So. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I haven't gotten the lineup yet. It'll be interesting to see. I, I assume they're going to give Caleb Cowley, you know, another chance in there. But I think it's it's hard to not. Jason Jones needs to be in that lineup somewhere. That kid's going to be really good. For those who missed it, uh, Cowley, eight at bats, seven strikeouts, and an error as well. Is that right? Did I read that right? I mean, it was a rough opening weekend for him. So. I'm sure he'll get it together. And, again, there's a lot of expectations on him. I'm, again, I'm sure they're feeling the pressure. And that's what makes, again, we go back to Hagen Smith, the additional pressure of being the guy that got forced into that first starter's role to perform like he did, Bubba, was remarkable. I can't wait to talk to him this week. Yeah, I don't know what day you all talked to him. But, yeah, he was, he was awesome. And, you know, the best thing – so he's cruising, right? They're not, they're not touching him. He gets into the fifth inning, and he, he walks the leadoff guy on a 3-1 pitch, kind of missed that with a few pitches. Next guy, full count, walks him, uh, or vice versa, what, however it happened. He walks two. Then they bunted the guys in second and third. So there's runners in second and third with one out. And I tell you what, he that's when he got tough right there and uh, struck the next two guys out, just absolutely carved up the next two batters. And uh, that's when he showed his maturity. Uh, kind of showed what he's all about. He's a, he's a different guy than he was last year, and uh, he really showed it right there. Bubba, we got to run. Thanks to Johnston's Home Center. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you next Monday. All right. Sound good, fellas. Go on. All right. See you, man.